This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, are you enjoying the light of all these glistening particles and want more? I've set up a Patreon page where you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month and get even more unique and new content. You'll find things like the bi-weekly pie series, which is super new, chat forum, live hangout sessions, even co-hosting opportunities, and more. There are so many rewards. Check it out at patreon.com slash glistening particles. Literally every subscription helps. Thank you for supporting my passion and allowing these stories to be shared far and wide. Okay, everyone, get ready for an incredibly good time. In this episode, I talk with the husbands that cook, Ryan and Adam, who have a really amazing Instagram following, a blog, and a lot of other things going on around cooking that they'll announce today. And it was so incredibly much fun. They're in the LA area, and I hope to meet up with them when I'm out there this summer. Looking forward to it. All right, everyone. Here we are with Ryan and Adam, the husbands that cook. Hey, listeners. This is going to be a really high-energy recording today. I have two people with me, two guys, Adam and Ryan, who have a site called Husbands That Cook. And if you haven't caught their Saturday morning Instagram live cooking, uh, what do you call it? Just Instagram live? It's, yeah, we call it uh, Saturday Live with Husbands That Cook. Oh. It used to be Friday Live, and then uh, <laughs> our audience voted, and we switched to Saturdays. It's amazing, and that's where I found you. I, all of a sudden, I kind of am always looking for people that cook because it's something I aspire to be better at, for sure. And I ran across you, and I was just like completely pulled in. Everything that I was doing was set aside because it was so much fun. It's so oh, much thank fun. you. <laughs> How did you find us originally? Well, I put in like hashtags like chef and cook, and then I, I follow those. And then it just came up like a live thing came up, you know, and I just started watching. And that was it. I love that. I mm, love that. So fun. <laughs> Have you met people all over the world through your Instagram? Yes. Yes. And that is <laughs> one of the things that has kept us going for so long is the friendly community and all the people that we've met, not only um, in people's posts, but in person. Yes. Yeah. It's been crazy. So we obviously virtually we've met people from literally all over the world. Um, like when we do our, our live shows every Saturday, we'll often ask people like, hey, where is everyone tuning in from? And we get people from truly all over the world saying hello from Sydney, Australia. Hello from Saudi Arabia. Hello from South Africa. Hello from Israel, Costa Rica, Russia, everywhere. Um, and so it's so cool to have that international community. But then also locally, there's so many bloggers here in the States and especially in California that um, like some of our best friends now we've met because of this. You know, well, just yeah. the other night, um, wow. we're hanging out with some friends and grabbing lunch. And like, it's such a fun community that um, it makes it 
it inspires us to keep it going. It started from the phone, but then ended up, like you said, like these meetups in person where we're now becoming really close friends. Yeah. With. It's really interesting. We had no idea when we were starting out that that would happen. It's and, almost like the best byproduct of it, isn't it? I, I thought it I really should is. ask you too. I, could you each introduce yourselves so the listeners know who's who? I forgot <laughs> that very important piece. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, this is Ryan. And this is Adam. We live in Eagle Rock, California, which is right outside of Los Angeles. And uh, we've been in this small house for about eight years. Yep. And you do your show right from there? Yes, we do it from actually from our living room. So what? we have a <laughs> yeah. So we have a small small house, a small kitchen, and our kitchen is uh, pretty small and pretty dark. So mm -hmm. it's not very conducive for cooking and showing people. Um, so we actually set up out in our living room where we have a nice big window. Uh, we had a little have a little portable stove where we'll do cooking out there, and uh, the lighting's much better, <laughs> much more flattering to the food and to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important thing. I, I tell you, the, the lighting is everything on those videos. That's so cool, though, that you're like that you can make it that innovative. You know, that's what's amazing about what we can put out uh, through shows and through our social media and through all of these venues these days. It's just so easy to do something cool. I would have never guessed it's, that. It's really interesting how it came about. We, um, as soon as Instagram introduced the live feature, we hit the button and went live one day and said, like, what does this do? And and, and <laughs> all these people from all over the world were uh, tuning in right away and saying hello from here and hello from there. And uh, it felt so good to uh, to know that people were really uh, enthusiastic yeah. and, and right. interested. And so from there, we decided, let's let's make a thing of it. Like, instead of just going live and saying, hello, let's cook for these people and... Um, Give them a reason to tune in, basically. Right. And make it like a party. And so we did it um, one weekend after that. And then from then on, it, we've been doing it consistently for a Over year. Over a year now, yeah. Oh, a year? Wow. Yeah, now you, you, had a you had a blog prior to that, correct? And you, you still have that. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. So we started Husbands That Cook, uh, which is where our website where we share recipes. Mm -hmm. um, we started that in spring of 2015. Yeah, about three years yeah, ago. Yes, so we just celebrated our three-year anniversary with mm -hmm. that. Um, and we've been sharing recipes consistently uh, on the website and then, and, you know, on Instagram and, and all the social media places. But then, yeah, once we started the live show, that's kind of, we found our niche, I think, there. Um, it's been such a fun, consistent thing that brings people back every week. That consistency is so important. And I think the engagement is so key. Like you have such vibrant and engaging personalities. It's just joy. Hanging out with you to do the cooking is oh. like, a, <laughs> it is totally, it's like a, mo a time of joy. And why wouldn't we do that? You know, why wouldn't we want more of that? Yeah, we have fun doing it together. And that's what has also kept it going. And I think that rubs off on people when people mm -hmm. see that we're enjoying ourselves and having fun. They feel good for those 10 or 15 minutes that we're putting on the show. And uh, yeah, we, we love doing it. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. It's honestly probably the most fun that we have doing Husbands That Cook. I mean, because we do a lot as, as food bloggers. We are recipe developers. We are photographers. We do website stuff. We do social media stuff. We do all these things as part of being food bloggers. Um, but doing the live show is honestly, we look forward to it all week. I it's bet. so fun. <laughs> it's it's also because it's so real and in the moment because mm -hmm. yes. often our photos, you know, when you put up photos on Instagram, you want them to be as good as they can be. It's very curated. We're showing the best of the best. And even with our stories, we, we always try to post things that are interesting and that look good and fun. Um, but with a live show, 
it's live. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's no editing, there's no sort of pre-planning things. It just sort of happens. And Mm -hmm. so you get really fun moments where something will spill or (laughs) we'll drop something or whatever, but you just laugh and you go with it. And I feel like that people do respond to that, that natural sense of, yeah, we're just people and we're not, (laughs) it's accessible to people. You know, the one that stuck with me was how you, um, um, what do you call it? The onions, making the onions, they like a half an hour. What do you call that kind of onions where you're browning? caramelizing? Caramelizing. Onions. So yes. I'm in the I'm in the hurry at the fast lane all the time. Like, why aren't you done in five minutes? You know, and you <laughs> point it out. It's like a half hour deal. And when you when you do it, it's worth it. And so now yes. when I do that with onions, I literally think of you guys every time. I'm like, nope. Oh, I'm being patient. I'm waiting it out because it's so I worth it. That. I love that. that. And actually, like that brings up a good point is that when we hear that feedback from people saying, hey, I made your dish Mm -hmm. or you've changed the way I cook in the kitchen or anything like that, there is no higher praise for us. When we hear somebody that made our dish and enjoyed it and maybe told a friend about it, I mean, that just makes our day. That's my favorite thing. Well, you make it also accessible because you are doing them in short, you know, short form, you're doing them live. So there's not a lot of room to make it all perfect. And you can see that, oh, they really did that. And it really happened. And when I look at fancy pictures, either online or in books, and I go through all that time to make that thing, and then it looks (laughs) not a lot like a picture. (laughs) I'm like, really disappointed, because I just didn't have the skill. But I'm like, oh, look, I just saw them do that. I can do that. That I can do. Combination. So getting that's an interesting point that you point out, because um, the photography is a combination of making it look natural, but then also knowing a couple tricks along yes. the way to um, to make it look appetizing. Right. right. Like always shooting in front of a natural light, like in front of a window. Um, and all that stuff we learned on the fly. Yeah. Um, so when we launched the blog, or before we launched the blog, when we had the idea for the blog in early 2015, we knew nothing about photography, had mm-hmm. never really picked up a camera before, knew not, especially nothing about food photography. Um, but we knew we wanted it to look good. So even before we launched the site, we did, I think, 10 different photo shoots mm-hmm. at home um, that were never published. <laughs> but we did these photo shoots because we take these pictures and uh, we, even though we didn't have the skills to do it, we had the eye to know, huh, that's not quite ready right. <laughs> for prime time yet. That's not ready for public consumption. Um, so we just, we looked online, mm-hmm. we did, looked at YouTube videos and just kind of learned um, as we some did tricks. it, yeah, and some tricks yeah. To, to make your food look better. Mm-hmm. Like when we first started, we were shooting food at night uh, with artificial lights, and it looked sort of sickly and not very appetizing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, yeah. we, like you said, we learned tricks, and, and uh, that has helped a lot. And, and you learn from other people, and mm-hmm. uh, and learning from looking at how other people do it on Instagram, right? What works, what doesn't work, what you like, what you don't like, all that stuff. Um, so. I can tell why you're doing it because there's so much personal, like it, it's, it fulfills you, right? What do you do besides the blog? Is this your full-time gig for both of you or are there other things that you do? Yeah. So right now this is our full-time focus. Um, in addition to the blog over the past 18 months, we've also been writing a cookbook. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> we actually just announced it um, last week. Yes. A um, couple days ago. Yeah. But we've been behind the scenes working on this blog, uh, behind this blog on this book uh, for St. Martin's Press. Uh, we have a cookbook coming out uh, next March, March 12th, 2019. It's called Husbands That Cook. Um, and we've been working on that. And that's been taking up all our time okay. <laughs> for the past 18 
Um, we used to post about once or twice a week consistently mm-hmm. on the blog. And, um, as, and when we got deep into writing the book, we just didn't have the time to do both because it was such an intense mm-hmm. project. Yeah. But um, now that we're done with the book, um, we're back to like posting normal. Exactly. With a blog. Exactly. And in fact, today we are just working on a recipe from the book that we're going to be posting uh, in a, a in couple, couple of days. days. Yeah, a little um, preview like a from little the preview book. for people to see. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, um, very cool. Yeah, to answer your question, though, um, so yes, this is our full-time thing right now. Um, my background is actually in music. I got a, I went to college for vocal arts, uh-huh. so like opera, classical voice, and all that stuff. So I still do that. I still sing uh, with choirs, and I have also done a bunch of acting work and like TV stuff over the years. And I still do that. I still go out on auditions and mm-hmm. commercials and TV shows, stuff like that. Um, but the bulk of my time is, is doing this. Yeah, same for me. Um, for 25 years, I was in music and I played keyboards for a rock band called The 88. And uh, we had a bunch of songs in television and film and commercials. And we did a bunch of touring for a couple of years. We mm-hmm. were the backing band of Ray Davies of the Kinks. Okay. Um, and uh, we had, uh, I scored uh, part of a movie with that Jennifer Westfeld wrote a couple of years ago. So I've um, done music for, uh, since basically when I got out of high school until just a couple of years ago. Just also um, been real quick to say, if you ever watched the TV show Community on NBC. Yes. Um, and uh, wrote the theme song for that. Oh, so that wow. Was song. We did yeah. a little bit of everything. We did a lot of that and wow. a lot of touring. And um, and a couple of years ago, things slowed down with the band. And that's when we started the blog. And then things really started picking up with Husbands That Cook. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of took priority. Became, over, yeah, uh, our oh. main thing. Yeah, it really did. I have like Cut. like 10 questions that just fell in my head at the same time. So I'll try <laughs> to like sort them. Um, first one is, is the band still together? No, the singer okay. lives in Georgia right now. He okay. is somebody uh, we were best friends and met when we were 15 in high school. Um, and uh, I think I would just call it a hiatus right now. I would not say that it's over, but um it uh, it we were just taking a long break, I think. <laughs> so there'll be the revival tour, I'm guessing. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> music is such an important part of my life. I just it's it kind of you it taps into something that is different than everyday life that I really like. Kind of like a meditation in a way. Um, and you uh, should see him when he plays piano. Like it's he's a rock star. He's I, so good. I, <laughs> I totally want to see that. I totally want. Yeah, I need to see. I, do that on your I, show. Do that on your fit on your Saturday morning. So we so we, in our live shows, the piano is always right behind us in uh-huh. the living room. And uh, sometimes <laughs> right. people people ask and uh, have requests, and sometimes oh. we'll do it. Not all the time, but sometimes we do. <laughs> but I was just saying that I do miss it, and um, that uh, I'm sure that that will happen at some point. Yeah, it's it's part of who you are. It's not right. ever, it's not it's ever going to disappear. Yeah, exactly. But during these three years it's, um, that we haven't been playing, it's been making me a better photographer, a better writer, and a better cook. Well, you said, I mean, you can talk about it, but you've said before that um, uh, sometimes like creating a recipe or creating a blog post or photography feels similar to music performing. Yeah, because it's ta- it's starting from nothing, and then I, and it, 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 ha- it starts with an idea, and then it's taking that idea and then making it into something that people can see and then maybe cook. <laughs> yeah, that same idea when you're sitting in front of a blank screen. Right. Yeah. You know, 
it's still, you know, we're entertaining people. Whenever we write our blog posts or write our Instagram posts, we try to have fun with words and we kind of make it um, just kind of accessible and easy and fun uh, for people to read. We don't want to take up their time with just a bunch of emotional stuff. We just like to keep it kind of like bright and happy. There's mm -hmm. so much negativity in the world these days and there's enough of that. So I feel like our job is just to be a little brightness of, mm -hmm. of uh, you know. No, just fun. And, and plus food is that thing that, I mean, literally every human being on earth eats. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, not everybody's into music, not everyone is into art or dance or whatever it may be, but everybody eats and right. every culture has their own traditions. And so I feel like food is one of those things that everybody can relate to. Um, mm -hmm. And so by making it fun and light for people, I feel like, I don't know, that's hopefully what draws people in. Yeah, we really like to travel. We've been very lucky and have been to some really amazing places over the years. Um, his parents took us to Tanzania, Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been to the Galapagos and um, Japan. Japan <laughs> and we incorporate a lot of those uh Experiences, experiences yeah. into our recipes. There's a lot of that in the book. There's a lot of Indian recipes, even though we've never been to India. But we <laughs> we really like we we like things um, from all over the world, yes. and we incorporate that into our cooking. And uh, because you know, it, it for me at least, when I, I taste an Indian recipe at an Indian restaurant for the first time, I'm thinking like, how in the <laughs> world are we going to be able to recreate that and once you learn how to do it and see it's actually a lot easier than than we see. thought yeah. yeah a lot of recipes that we thought would be very confusing to make ended up being a lot simpler than we thought yeah and, uh, so we like to share that and exactly show people that they can do it hey, too. you can do it too yeah exactly right that's the that's the big that's the big moment, you know, letting people feel like it's accessible. I love yes. how you pivoted, though, from, you know, a really creative, <laughs> no, no, a really creative um, work like music and acting into the food blog and the food, like with the cookbook. So the cookbook, after all of your travels, is it going to be multicultural as well? It Definitely. is. It really is uh, part of the theme, uh, yes. the running theme of the yes. book. Yes, and some some of the recipes, uh, so there's over 120 recipes. We've actually counted. There are 134 recipes in the book. <laughs> 134. That's a lot of recipes. 134 <laughs> recipes in the book. Um, and there are recipes there from, like, like he mentioned, like from our travels. Um, like we have a soup, an Ecuadorian soup that was inspired that we had uh, when we went to the Galapagos. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, some Japanese rice cakes that we had when we were in Japan. But then we also have stuff inspired by our family. So like mm -hmm. my dad um, is from Cuba and his family's all uh, from Cuba and Spain. And so we have, uh, I think, at least five or six traditional like Latin and Spanish recipes mm -hmm. um, that like my grandmother made growing up, and he has recipes from his background where his grandmother used to make him growing up. One of my favorite dishes when I was a kid was her chicken cacciatore. Uh. But so the interesting thing that we haven't even talked about yet is that our book is actually all vegetarian recipes. We're both vegetarian. That's right. Uh, That's right. And a lot of people don't even know. In fact, there was a, Just <laughs> a friend of Ryan's that has known him for years, has followed our blog since the beginning. Just saw him yesterday yep. and didn't even realize that uh, that we were because he asked Ryan wh uh, why did you guys decide to do a vegetarian book and I was like well we're both vegetarian and he's like what I had no <laughs> idea we we don't make a big deal about it if you look on our Instagram it doesn't say the word vegetarian anywhere in there right. on our website it doesn't really say it 
It's because they just happen to be vegetarians. Yes. Yeah, we're not, you know, we're not vegan. So we, we do eat eggs and dairy and things mm-hmm. like that. But, and, and our focus isn't necessarily on super healthy food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people in the vegan vegetarian space focus a lot on just really healthy, like superfoods and, and, and mm-hmm. high protein, things like that. We just like good food that mm-hmm. happens to be vegetarian. So in our cookbook, yes, there are healthy recipes, but we also have like an eight layer chocolate cake. And we have, <laughs> uh, you know, like a, a cheesy bread, you know, that like it's gooey with cheese and garlic. And right. we have all that stuff in there. It happens to be vegetarian, um, but it's not, that's not really the focus. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. And yeah. I started, I, I didn't finish that. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, no, no, it's good. <laughs> all this is all part of it. But um, my grandma made a chicken cacciatore and we turned it into a chickpea cacciatore. Yes. We used the oh, same sauce, yeah. but instead of using the chicken, we made these uh, delicious chickpea patties. Yeah, so, <laughs> chickpea patties that were spiced similar to how the chicken would have been and kind of tender and soft. And um, so hopefully people don't even miss the chicken. Yeah. So there's yeah. travel recipes, there's family recipes. Uh, there's a bit of everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to get my hands on that because I feel like <laughs> after watching you, there'll be recipes I can actually attempt and do pretty well with. Yeah. Well, that's the thing we, our whole thing is trying to make stuff accessible. So in our cook, our blog and our cookbook, um, mm. we, we have a variety of recipes. We have very simple things, but then, like I said, we always also have very complex things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but and even the complex things, we always we make them. sure that we provide uh, easy steps. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you are a beginner cook, mm-hmm. theoretically, you could pick up this this recipe for an eight layer chocolate cake, and you can do it. Um, yeah. If there's an eight layer chocolate cake at the end, if there's an eight layer chocolate cake at the end, I think I can manage it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we, have, we also provide ways to make you know, shortcuts to make the recipe easier. Like the first recipe in our book is for an eggs Florentine, which is like kind of like eggs Benedict, but mm-hmm. with um, sauteed greens instead of right. ham. Um, and we have a recipe in the book for homemade uh, English muffins, which are great and they're easy to do. But, you know, if you don't have time, use store about English muffins and that's right. fine. Like we always provide ways to kind of make it accessible for people. Nice. Yes. So it seems like the, the trajectory of what you're doing is going to be that you will eventually have your own show with your musical. You're, you'll write your own intro music, right? Is that where this is all going to culminate next? I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be the one that predicted that. that. I see that coming. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, no, I mean, we we both, like I said, my background's in acting. His is in music. And so we both have a performance background right. and we enjoy being on camera. We enjoy entertaining people and interacting with people. So I think the idea of having a show uh, would be right. amazing. <laughs> be well, hopefully fun. that's hopefully someone's talking about that already, or they for sure will once they see the book. I'm sure. Yeah, it'd be so, fun. We would like to and you've got such a catchy name. You know what I mean? Like the Pioneer Woman. She, I, I remember following her blog way back before she was yeah. the official famous Pioneer Woman. Before she ever went in front of anybody, and I connected with her as a mom. You know, I just really her. She was very relatable. She was very. She had a lot of humility and just very authentic and i remember way back then thinking how is this mom of four kids on a ranch writing this blog and taking all these pictures but <laughs> but she it was her passion and she was filling herself up with that in order to exactly. be a better mom and all those things so yeah so you look back at the, it, i'm sure that wasn't what she saw happening when she was writing this writing this little blog about you know the cattle and the horses and things like that and here she is you know she's a she's a brand you know? She's huge. Yeah, I mean, she is definitely an inspiration. I mean, like you said, she went just from a regular food blogger to now she has her own show and she has her store and her hotel. And like, I mean, she's just. <laughs> and they, she's her dishes. Amazing. 
her dishes, yeah. I think, are at Target or Kohl's or something like that. The Pioneer yeah, Woman dishes. Yeah, it's all she's over. She's working it. <laughs> yeah, it's going really well. Uh, but she still, I feel, has that same uh, level of authenticity and humility that is so admirable, you know, that it didn't yeah, change and, her, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I would hope that we would be the same way. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah we just, we just, we're doing it because we love it. We're not right. doing this because we're trying to make a buck or whatever. We just do it because we love it. And if success or shows whatever come out of that, then that would be awesome. Yeah. But, three years ago, he just said, I want to start a cooking blog. Uh -huh. And um, he said it a, a couple times over the week. And, uh, and then I think at one point I said, well, if you're going to do it, I want to do it with you. And then mm -hmm. speaking of names, we just sat on the couch and started coming up with names that we would call the website. And one of the first things he said was husbands that cook. Yeah, and that I think after you said that, that was it. Really? Okay. <laughs> With that, that's, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one because it has a couple meanings. It's not just right. that we're husbands that cook. It could be you know that yeah. the fact that a lot of husbands out there don't cook, right? Or like any because you will hear people say, "Hey, oh, I'm a husband." Yeah, they may have a wife, and they say, "I am a husband that cooks." Or right. uh, you know, uh, if a wife says, "Oh, I wish I had a husband that cooks," <laughs> so oh. she can send her husband over to us or whatever. <laughs> or if you're a single woman like myself, going, "Hey, husbands that cook, I want to go sign." up for them how do i get some of that that's how that was <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a catchy name it really is just like glistening particles once i picked that name there was like nothing else could come in and it was just the right name so it's, yeah, it feels great. good when you get that you know you know you're on the right track all right exactly. so let's see where are we on time we're doing pretty good um i wondered my next question that fell in a little while ago was how did the two of you meet mm. It's a good question. So uh, this is back in 2001. Okay. Um, I was a freshman at USC uh, here in California, and I was in the jazz choir. And as part of the class, we went into a studio to get uh, some experience recording and seeing what that was like. Um, and the studio that we went to, he was working there as the oh. recording engineer. Yeah, and I had my eye on him the whole time. And so <laughs> when we were setting up microphones, we were setting up microphones and I would spend a little t extra time in his <laughs> section trying to make conversation. And uh, Was it then, obvious? Uh, was it obvious to you? I It was like totally over my head. I had <laughs> no idea. The, I, I assumed he was straight. I didn't really even like engage. I, he, I was like, I obviously thought he was cute and thought he was nice, but I just didn't really consider uh -huh. that. Uh -huh. But then... <laughs> One time he came to the studio early uh, with two other girls. The two other girls were flirting with me and uh -huh. I was kind of ignoring them and trying to talk to him. <laughs> but again, I didn't even notice. I was just like... Oblivious, yeah, right. Nice. I was totally oblivious. But then yeah, um, we were working really late hours, uh, just me and the uh, conductor of his mm -hmm. choir. And uh, I told him, I said, I really think that the, the bass singer uh, is, is really handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and so he ended up telling him the next day in class, which yeah. I didn't tell him to do. No, he didn't tell him to do it. But that, like after <laughs> class, the conductor came up to me. He's like, just so you know, uh -huh. that recording engineer last week had his eye on you. And I blushed like a million shades of pink. <laughs> And, uh, but we got in contact, we like got each other's emails or whatever. And we went out for one, like very casual lunch date at USC at a mall food court. Oh, uh, really going big, was, going big. Yeah, it was yeah. very romantic. <laughs> and actually, so one of the recipes in our book is inspired by that date. It's a, a Indian cauliflower curry. curry yeah because we went to an indian restaurant like in this food court it's actually okay. a good restaurant i was but, gonna uh, say yes. so it wasn't mcdonald's so that's a good that's no. a much better story yeah. okay <laughs> yes it was an indian restaurant it was, it's no longer there uh but 
we so we went out for one date, but I went home for the summer. Um, but we like chatted on AOL Instant Messenger. If anyone remembers wow. that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, for like hours every day when I was up in Portland, which is where I'm from. Okay. Uh, and then, but then when I came back for my sophomore year, we were basically inseparable. Uh, oh. And so we basically we celebrate our anniversary as September 23rd, 2001. Uh, so we've been together for almost 17 years, wow. and then we got married in 2006. That's such a great story. I love how that went. I love that. And actually, with you being an audio engineer, you must be the one who does all the, the, the tech for all of your live things. Uh, we both do it. Yeah. Oh, because music, I guess. Yeah, you have the same. Yeah, and he also does. He plays piano and reads music and sings in the choir. Yeah. So he is very uh, musically inclined. Yeah, and in, in terms of tech, the thing is that because we go live on Instagram. It's so easy. Like right, all we true. basically is we put our phone on a tripod. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit more than that because we actually do plug in a laptop to, to blow up the screen so we can actually see the comments. Okay. Uh, but uh, basically, we just set up the phone, hit go live, and we go for it. Nice. I mean, we do a lot of prep work before right. the show. You know, we prep all the ingredients, have them ready to go. A lot of times, let's say we're baking cookies, we'll have a batch baked already done. Oh, to show. So right. that, this right. show exactly um you're very pro you know, you're super pro look at that <laughs> well, we want, like we said our whole goal is to keep people entertained right and right. so we don't want people to wait like 15 minutes <laughs> of nobody has time for that so right, right. we have them ready to go and uh yeah it's always yeah. so um oh now i lost my question okay so the next thing i was oh yeah yeah what is your favorite do you have a favorite cooking show that you watch Mm. We honestly don't watch too much TV. We don't even have cable in the house. We just um, watch uh, movies and documentaries yeah. on Netflix. But I will say on Netflix, Chef's Table. Those oh, are, right. ex- are I love those. amazing. Um, every time you watch, I don't know if you've ever seen one, I but have. anytime yeah. you one, yeah, they're incredible. And they, they always make you want to visit that right. restaurant. Absolutely. Um, you don't even have to be into food or cooking no. to enjoy it because it's so well produced and right. so interesting. The stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The stories are so good. Oh, I saw the mm. one, the woman who makes cakes and things like that out of things like cereal and yes. the one in New York. Uh, it's at the milk bar. Yeah. Yes. Milk now bar. I have to go there just to do that. <laughs> That's why I don't like watching them because I have to go to all these places then to try it. You know, yeah. I love net. Like I don't have cable either, but I love Netflix for some of those kind of things. One of them that I really enjoyed was um, uh, Phil. Uh, I'll have what he's having. Have you seen that one? It's uh, yeah, the guy who was, was the director of Everybody Loves Raymond back in the day. He does two different cooking shows. One is I'll have what he's having, and then the other one is Will Somebody F- Feed Phil? And he goes again to all these restaurants and has really great storytelling built within it. And then um, I got kind of. Uh, binge attached to the <laughs> oh what is it the the Great Britain cooking cookoff oh the, the Great British baking show or thank you something better yeah. like that yeah yeah it was fascinating to me just because of the culture and you know it's it's kind of for me a combination of not just like show me how to cook something but the culture and then the inventiveness and the creativity of the of the participants was really fun to watch so if you do need a Netflix binge. I just gave you two. So. Perfect. <laughs> Always looking for new stuff. All right. So is there anything that you wish people knew about you that you haven't really put out there yet on the blog or talked about on any of your um, lives? Mm, that's a good That's question. a trick question. That's the thing. 
I mean, we're really into gardening. And when we're not on camera and cooking, we have a beautiful property here in Eagle Rock. Uh Um, It's a small house, but we're actually on an acre and a third. And we have a dozen fruit trees and lots of uh, uh, land to take care of. And so it's a lot of work, but it's something that we both really enjoy and it's it's kind of a newer thing for us because before we lived in this house we just lived in just an apartment and Mm -hmm. neither of us had ever i don't think planted anything in our lives but uh we bought this house and it came with all this land and the land had to be taken care of right um so we we just jumped in with two feet i mean we bought books we looked online we took classes and just learned so much about gardening Mm -hmm. and it's become such a fun side activity for us to kind of tame this wilderness that we have, right. uh, you know, because when we moved in, there wasn't a lot here, but we cleared stuff and did landscaping. And I mean, you should have seen us, you know, marching up and down the hills <laughs> with big wheelbarrows full of mulch and, and planting things and clearing stuff. And it's, it's our lives totally changed. It Before really did. that, we were in an apartment and we were never outside doing those types of never. things. Wow. Never. Um, so, so it's obviously beautiful. a great exercise too. <laughs> right. But just but, being um, with nature is so, um, yeah. it clears all that energy that you're, pick up everywhere else you know exactly adam uh, always has a good point he compares it to you know when you're a little kid and you're just like outside like playing in the mud or like making forts or whatever right it's basically it's that same feeling that we do yeah. now except we're maybe doing something a little more productive than just like playing <laughs> in the mud but like when we're pulling weeds like i honestly enjoy it because like you said we're we're outside we're playing basically but we're creating this space and cleaning it and and when you clear stuff you're allowing interesting things to pop up. So right. even though, like, let's say you have a big area of land that has weeds. If you pull all those weeds, you might get interesting plants that come up right. um, just out of nowhere. You didn't plan for it, but these beautiful things pop up. And I think that's been a really fun thing to watch. It's therapeutic. I find weeding really therapeutic to be out there. And there's something so fulfilling about getting it at the root. Like you go in, mm-hmm. I'm going to fully get that one out at the root. Yes. Like, I know yes. that feeling. I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> and actually, um, so I was going to ask that if it wasn't food, uh, blogging about food and doing your food show, what would it be? What would be the other thing? So besides music and besides food, is there something else that you would be turning to? Yeah, I'm both nodding. You're both nodding. So there must be something. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, the thing is, is I really love what we're doing right now. And so um, I haven't thought about that. I mean, (laughs) in the back of my mind, uh, for years, I've had uh, something that I've wanted to write a musical of some sort and Uh write, uh, you know, like a play with music and songs. And um, I think that would be really fun to do. And I think we could do that together at yeah, some definitely. point, even though definitely. we've never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I, if we had the time and set or set aside the time exactly. to do, could be a fun yeah. project one day. Yeah. And like, I mean, you kind of said acting, but my one of my dreams mm-hmm. would be to have a like a regular role on like a sitcom in front of a studio audience oh, um, yeah. because tv is great and i love it it's always super super fun but you often don't have that immediate sense of response that you do like with a play with the right. audience um but i've done a few sitcoms over the years where you do have a live studio audience as well and the feeling is so amazing because mm-hmm. it's like that hybrid of theater where you have that immediate response from the audience and you sort of feed back and forth but then you're also doing you know this camera so it's, it's for tv right um but just the idea of being on a sitcom where you have a cast that's together for years at a time right and you're working on this thing as a team and building something together 
Um, that's really, really cool to me. I mean, I feel like we get a sense of that with Husbands That Cook because this, this, there's this thing that we're building as a team. Um, and anytime you do that, I feel like there's something really special that happens because I couldn't do Husbands That Cook by myself. He couldn't do it by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wouldn't work. It, it only works work. because of the two of us at the right. same time. Yeah, oh, it's, that's a, so cool. it's so cool. Yeah. Um, do you find that if you didn't have it, who would you be? Definitely. I mean, it's it's mixed, I think, because it's interesting because we've been together for so long. So we've been together, like we said, for almost 17 years. Mm-hmm. And we were together for about 14 years before we ever started working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a prior relationship and this foundation to sort of build on that I think has been helpful because even it's not always easy with husbands mm-hmm. that cook. You know, we're two different people with two different sets of opinions and and sometimes that causes conflict. I mean, sometimes we argue about things or whatever, but at the end of the day, even we may be arguing about something as soon as we sort of stop working and sort of turn off that switch, we're right back to being a couple uh-huh. and uh, we have that foundation to, to go back to. Mm-hmm. So even if we weren't doing it, we still have this incredible foundation as a couple. Right. Um, so I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that even if husbands are cooked disappeared tomorrow, like Adam and I would be fine. We would be right. the same that we've I always mean, been. There might be things that would make it even better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, we love doing this, and we want to keep going and mm-hmm. um, and see how far we can go with it. But then there's also definitely times where we have thought about just taking a break, yeah, or right. you know, especially in the middle of the book stuff. Like mm-hmm. several months ago, we right. were deep in the book, and like seven days a week waking up at dawn and not going to bed till after midnight and just shooting and writing and mm-hmm. doing so much. It was hard. <laughs> it got really, really hard. But um, I think because we had this foundation of being together for so long that we could sort of uh, separate our work life mm-hmm. and our relationship so that even if we're like butting heads on something or we're tired or just feeling drained, mm-hmm. we could always, okay, let's stop. Let's go. Let's just watch a movie. Let's right. just be husbands instead of husbands that cook. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I think that's been really important to us. I feel like if we had done this when we were like a new couple, right. we probably would have broke. <laughs> Interesting. It was, it was so hard, but, um, but we do have this long history that mm-hmm. we are so solid. You know, that's such a good perspective that you have that you've thought that through. I mean, great answer, first of all. And um, I think that sometimes people get caught up in the momentum of something like that, and they wouldn't stop if it became too hard. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, we're husbands that cook now. We can't stop doing that because it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And how do we? But you, I think you've got that really grounded that you'll know when it's the right time and the right thing and the right next step and all of that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely, like you said, there's been times where like, do we want to still be husbands that cook or do we want to just be husbands? Right. But uh, but yeah, like you said, for now. We want to see how much, yeah. how big we can make this and how far we can take it. And we're so proud of this book mm-hmm. um, and the recipes in it. And we're just so excited for people to see it and mm-hmm. start cooking. So did you do all the photography for the book as well? Yes, oh. we did all the photography except uh, for the pictures of us. We okay. had a friend come and take those. Our friend Emma K. Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, All the food, we shot ourselves. Wow, I didn't know it was like that. I thought when you're doing a book for a publisher, they come in and bring in all these people <laughs> but no. sometimes a they lot do of times they do yeah um, okay. but it's this particular deal they they liked her photography nice. and even though 
especially because we signed this deal almost two years ago. And at the time, like we were even more beginners than we are now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we were like, do they, are they sure? (laughs) Do they really want (laughs) us to do it? Um, (laughs) But I'm glad that we did it. It was Mm -hmm. a lot of work, but I'm so proud to say that, yes, we did all the photos. uh, And we learned so much by doing it too. We were doing it every day for hours a day. Yes. So who eats all that food? (laughs) <laughs> That's a great question. It's a great question. Um, <laughs> we have lucky neighbors that get a lot of late night uh, drop offs. Yes, especially when it's desserts. I mean, if it's like a soup or a salad or something, mm-hmm. we'll often eat it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, when we were doing the dessert chapter and we had a fridge full of like cakes and cookies and pies and all this stuff, there's no way. There's right. just no way. <laughs> so yeah, we call people up at like midnight, like, hey, are you up? Do you want a cake? <laughs> Um, wow, that's my kind of neighbor, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I have a fun little game here in preparation for our conversation. Normally, I don't prepare questions, but I thought after seeing you enough on live and things like that, I thought it'd be fun to have like a little speed round of questions. Great, okay? perfect. So do you want to each answer or one of you answer or go back and forth however you want? You can choose. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, probably each answer, I would okay. think. Okay. Sure. All right, you ready? Okay. Yes. All right. Are there any foods that you remember as a kid, as a child, that you can't seem to recreate in your own kitchen? Mm, that's a good question. They're thinkers. Some of them. Some of them are quick. Yeah. Well, the fun thing was, at least for the book, is that there was a lot of those things that we um, experimented and did recreate. You yeah. Know, uh, like I was saying, the chickpea cacciatore, but then also those like the stuffed cabbage that my grandma mm-hmm. used to make. Mm-hmm. Um, that we had to recreate because instead of beef we had to find something that was yes. like an alternative um, what did you use what did you use mushrooms we use lentils oh oh yeah lentils yeah. Perfect. And Perfect. spices mm-hmm. and uh, has the same, a similar texture too yeah, yeah. and i realized that like stuffed cabbage may not be like the sexiest recipe it's not like the most like <laughs> oh my god stuffed cabbage but it's honestly one of my favorite recipes in the book oh. it's so good uh, and pretty easy to make. And it's that was really one of my delicious. favorites growing Actually, up. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Is there anything that yeah, we can't Yeah, I'm trying to think. Do? I haven't thought of anything that we haven't been able to do. Like even like my mom. One There's of my probably kids. dishes that we don't want to do. Like <laughs> dishes that we didn't like when we were kids. Yes. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, borscht thing, for me. Yeah, borscht. Yeah, we need oh, to yeah. have an attempt. Except I like beets now, but uh, but the cold borscht soup that was not a favorite of mine. <laughs> but I bet we could come up with a recipe to uh, make it a little bit better. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't think there's anything that we haven't been able to do. I maybe I don't. I don't. Hopefully, that doesn't sound conceited. But um, <laughs> no, we, that's good. That's good. Um, well, actually, I mean, it, what makes me what that makes me think of is there's a cake recipe that eight layer cake I mentioned mm-hmm. before. So uh, when I was when my mom was pregnant with me, mm-hmm. um, the night I was born, she had this eight layer cake. It was called chocolaten cake. Uh-huh. Uh, it was from a local bakery. Uh, she had the night I was born, and mm-hmm. apparently. I liked it because I was born that night. Mm-hmm. And then throughout my childhood, I always got this cake. I loved it. It was my favorite. It was thin layers of like a yellow buttermilk cake with a milk chocolate mm-hmm. ganache frosting. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bakery stopped making it like 30 years ago. Oh. So I haven't been able to taste it in 30 years, but I knew I wanted to recreate it for this book. And so we worked hard and developed this recipe and we got it exact. It is <gasps> exactly the way I remember. And I'm so mm-hmm. happy. As I, the first time I took a bite, I was like instantly transported back to my childhood. Oh. And um, it just made me so happy. And it's, I'm so excited for people to try it. And just because oh it doesn't gosh. exist anymore. I'm yeah. so excited. That's such a great story. <laughs> yeah. It's how you were born. Like, how much better yep. does it get than that? 
<laughs> All right. So um, what ingredients do you never run out of because you know if you have those on hand, you can do anything? Mm, that's a good This question. is really more of a tip for me, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, one thing that we, I mean, there's so many, but the first thing that comes to my mind is whole canned tomatoes. I was just thinking the same thing. Like those uh-huh. big cans, <laughs> like Italian plum tomatoes. Uh-huh. Um, if you have a can of tomatoes, you can make the easiest marinara sauce in mm-hmm. minutes. All, mm-hmm. Like we make a, our standard marinara sauce that we make is a three ingredient sauce. It's olive oil, garlic, well, four, olive oil, garlic, canned tomatoes, and salt. And that's it. Seriously. Um, that is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We learned it from a chef at a restaurant one time, but, um, so yeah, I feel like if you have a can of tomatoes, okay. you can whip together a meal very quickly. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great one. Yeah. That's I was going to say the same thing. That's so <laughs> awesome. That's so awesome. Okay, so now I know I'm going to have to stock up on tomatoes. Got it. Usually for me, it's eggs. I can do just about anything with eggs. Same That's true. Here. We always yes. have them in the fridge. That's yeah. true. Um, what was the most, and maybe you've already answered this, what was the most masterful dish you recreated, leaving yourself speechless? Mm. We had a lot of, I'm not being conceited, but we had a lot of that (laughs) during the making of this book. I mean, a lot of the rest, all the recipes. There was one, so uh, do you want to talk about the soup? I feel like I've been talking about it. Do you want to talk about the the (laughs) Rolagatani? Yeah, so there's this Indian restaurant that I've been going to for over 20 years, and they make this unbelievable Mulligatani soup. And I didn't think that we'd be able to recreate it. I was very skeptical of ourselves and our abilities (laughs) to do so. But um, we did a lot of research online and did a lot of testing. Um, and uh, we actually went to the restaurant to taste it to see if ours was uh, as good. And ours ended up beating this restaurant that was had my favorite soup ever. Oh, um, we, it's even better now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so nervous about that because we had this uh, whole list of recipes that we were going to make for the book. And that one was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, when we get there, I just don't know. There's something so <laughs> mystical about Indian cooking. How are we going to do it? How are we going right. to do it? Because the spices are so complex and different than American cooking. Right. But yeah, all this, these answers uh, are available online. So we just do a lot of research and a lot of testing and adding our own thing. Yeah. But, uh, and almost every recipe in the book, if when we would taste it, again, we would, we, not to be conceited, but we'd be like, mm. and so, <laughs> if, if a recipe did not get that reaction from uh-huh. both of us, it's not in the book. Oh, Like everything that's in there, it had to be like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> like that was our litmus test. It's going to be fun <laughs> to promote because it is, it's all natural, like honest uh, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, so it'll I love be fun. that. I mean, and that comes through just energetically too, not just from <laughs> not just from the skill and the writing and the pictures, but just the if you believe in every one of those recipes, that will carry the book too. Yes, yeah, um, sure. There's no no weak links in there. These yeah. are amazing answers. Maybe I should prepare questions more often. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. What's the most? We might have already answered this too, but we'll see. What's the most amazing dish you've had out somewhere else? Hmm. That's a great question. I know. I should really become a professional. Oh, wait. I sort of am. <laughs> oh, wait a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all the great meals that we've had. I mean, I, again, one thing that comes to mind is uh, really fresh pasta. Mm. Uh, we When we were in New York a couple of years ago, we went to a restaurant and um, we 
we're actually part of this like pasta making class at this restaurant and getting to get our hands in there and try this pasta. And we were, you know, we're making it. And then as after we made it, they whisked it off to the kitchen and then they brought it back fully cooked with the sauce and everything. And it was just so amazing to me that, uh-huh. that we were eating a dish that 20 minutes before had been flour and eggs and salt or whatever's in it. Right. And now we're eating this incredible fresh pasta prepared by this chef. And, um, I don't know. I'll always remember that, that it was just, it, it, it tasted like, I don't know, just another level of, right. of cooking. It's like a I weird, it's like a weird simplicity and mastery at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's the, that's the trick is if you can master those simple things, mm-hmm. then that's, that's the key. Like even like vanilla ice cream. Like if you go to a place that has, you know, all these flavors of ice cream, if they can master vanilla right. and make that irresistible, then like, you know that it's going to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only There's one ever- whose mouth is watering? I just want to. I totally. It's like literally. Once you had vanilla ice cream, I was gone. <laughs> so, what about you? Did you have another uh, example? Yeah, I mean, one of the most uh, memorable experiences was the uh, vegan restaurant mm-hmm. that we ate at in uh, Brighton, and when we were in England, we had a friend that was living in or that is from Brighton, England, and she took us to this vegetarian restaurant that uh, prepared these dishes that were not only delicious, but they were visually yeah. stunning. Very like, like the, haute cuisine, sculptural, oh. stacks. It's very beautiful. But the flavors were just so uh, complex it, yeah. and, and thoughtful. And, <laughs> yeah, that was really, really something. Yeah. That was one of the best places I've ever eaten at. It's true. You know, um, we're not done with these questions yet, but you are so inspiring me to want to cook better you know one of my favorite things again another pasta it's not like it's all pastas that we eat around here but it's just (laughs) a a simple example now that summer's coming up and it's so easy it's just um fresh uh heirloom tomatoes basil garlic and olive oil oil and salt and raw yeah it's all raw it gets mixed it like uh lightly blended up in a blender and um, and it's not cooked, and it's just you pour it over your pasta, and it is the most delicious, flavorful. It's uh, the best. Everything's just so vibrant. It. Everything's yeah, so alive. So vibrant. Yeah. yeah, and you can only have it in the summer when you have fresh, fresh like heirloom tomatoes. It, it wouldn't even be worth it to make it in the winter with like grocery store tomatoes that are like. Mm-hmm. But there's things like that when you make yourself is mm-hmm. that inspires you to cook because you see how easy mm-hmm. and how few ingredients you need to make mm-hmm. it so flavorful. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I'm really getting, I literally am getting excited to cook and my mouth is still Oh, watering, good. Which is a little tricky when you're asking questions. <laughs> yeah. All well, right. I mean, that's, that's just really quickly. I would just say that that, again, is one of my favorite things. And if anyone says, oh, you inspired me to make this, or you inspired mm-hmm. me to cook, or I, cooking was really intimidating to me, but now it's not. Like, again, that is, there's no higher praise that we can get. Like, mm-hmm. I love the fact that we can inspire people it makes me so happy. I'm glad. Well, you're doing a great job here. Okay, so what is your favorite food genre? You mean like uh, like Italian, Indian, or yeah. like dessert? <laughs> I, yeah, I like mean, I would always say if I could only eat one, we, we play this game in my family. What would what kind of food would you eat if you only could have one food for the rest of your mm. life? And for me, mm. it would be hands down Mexican. I love. Mm. Oh man, I love yeah. Mexican food. Love. I mean, it's hard to beg. Mexican <laughs> is probably up there. I mean, living in LA, we have access to mm. an, some amazing Mexican food. But honestly, I might say Indian, mm. actually. Um, Indian food is very vegetarian-friendly. It's right. almost always vegetarian anyway. Uh, and the spices and flavors are so intense, but it's also healthy. It's just vegetables and spices usually and, like, 
beans and legumes and um, there's such variety, like samosas and soft naan bread. I mean, I could eat Indian food pretty much every day. <laughs> I would probably say the same thing, but just to make it a little bit different, and it's so similar to Indian, um, is Ethiopian food. Oh, and there's oh. a little area in Los Angeles, which you'll have to visit when you're out here. Right. Um, there's this little section on this, just one, one boulevard that has uh, like a dozen Ethiopian restaurants. But... Um, that is so similar to uh, Indian where it's vegetarian and tons of variety and so flavorful and healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we like stuff with a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. We we don't do a lot of sort of subtle, light, <laughs> barely there flavors. Like we want stuff to like hit you in the face with flavor. <laughs> like we love lemon and garlic right. and just really bold flavors. And, and if we are eating something, we want to taste it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think we respond to strong flavors and, and things like that. Are there places you'd like to travel to solely for the food experience? Mm. Yes. Italy. Oh, me <laughs> we, too. <laughs> we've never been to Italy together. I was there when I was five, so that doesn't really count. No, it does um, not count. But everybody who's ever been there just says you have to go. The pasta, the food, everything is just so fresh and so good. Mm. Um, that would be uh, probably my top spot. It would probably be mine too, but just to bury it up. I will say that Thailand would be really fun oh, because yeah. I think that the street food is really, really delicious and inexpensive. Yeah. And uh, I love Thai food. So yeah. yeah, I would love to visit Thailand. And also one other specific place. I know in the Bay Area in Napa, there's a place called the French Laundry. Uh, mm. Famous restaurant. It's supposed to be uh, one of the best restaurants in the world. Um, it's like $270 a person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's okay. definitely not an everyday mm. thing. But like as a bucket list item, I would make a trip to the Bay Area just to go to that restaurant. That's good to know. I won't be hitting that while I'm up there now that I know how much it costs. Well, that's good to yeah. know. Hey, you yeah. kind of touched on two things. So if you do go and check out, um, I'll have what he's having with Phil. He does a, uh, an episode in Italy, and it's just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it is breathtaking. And then um, yep. speaking of food carts, so you were from Portland, Ryan, right? Yes. Um, yes. I was there, la- uh, gosh, a year and a half ago, and – I want to just go there for a few days just to go and hit every food cart. I would have to do it for at least a week because there's 70, 70 of them. Yeah, the food cart, I mean, the food scene in general in Portland is amazing, especially because I left in 2000. Mm -hmm. You know, I go back often to visit family, but um, since I've left, it's just exploded. Mm -hmm. What I've heard is that because uh, real estate is cheaper there, so a lot of chefs who are from New York or the Bay Area or whatever – it might be too expensive for them to open their own restaurant back home, but if they come to Portland, they can have their own restaurant. So mm-hmm. you get a lot of chefs coming there with a lot of great ideas and interesting concepts like these food carts and, and things like that. So it's so fun uh, oh, yeah. to go and visit. Um, like I said, I still have family there, so they'll show us all the cool local places and all the new spots, and we love visiting. And So what is – here's we'll turn it a little bit around. What's the worst dish you've ever made? You have to have one, right? There has to be one somewhere out there. Mm. Like for me, um, it was when I tried to get super healthy with my family. So I decided to take uh, to make turkey meatloaf and I made it and I put it on the table and I have, you know, uh, two sons and a husband at that time. And I'm just waiting, sitting there patiently while they start to eat it and they are spitting it out of their, on their plates. They're like, it's so gross. I'm like, you know, oh no! I just like law. I'm like, you know what? I try to do good things for all of us and make healthier foods and you just won't even come along. And I take a bite of it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> 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 so I couldn't even blame them. It was actually really horrible. 
I remember one time we were making some dish. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think the cap came off one of the spices. Oh, yeah. And so we had this dish that had like a half a jar of the spice. And I remember you tried to spoon it out. and it's, Yeah, it was and garlic powder. It. It was garlic powder. <laughs> but it ended up, and we're, you know, there, I feel like there's, you can't have too much like raw, like real garlic, but yeah. the, the powder can be. Garlic powders can be overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. So yeah. we story, tried to yeah. save it, but um, we didn't save it. We took a bite and it was just so I remember awful. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's not too bad. I took a couple more bites. I was like, no, no actually, this is inedible. It was pretty but, awful. Yeah, that but, was one time. Yeah, because you know, you know the jars, yes. the spice jars that have, you can open two sides. One side has the like sprinkle spout and one side has the just the big opening. Right. Well, I thought it was the sprinkle spout and I just dumped, like you said, like half a jar of garlic powder. I'm glad to hear that happens to you too, because that happens to me <laughs> often. Enough. So are there any foods that you can't resist? Um, mine would be tray. I think it's pronounced trace leches. Leches. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, yep. I had it for my birthday last year for the first time, and then I, when we were leaving the restaurant, I'm like, "Can we just get one more piece to go?" And then I came <laughs> home and figured out how to make it, and then I'm like, "I can never make that again." I ate the entire cake. So now I know it's my kryptonite. I'm gonna say your grandmother's flan. Mm. Oh, flan! So <sighs> she does this flan that is out of this world. <laughs> it's silky and like custard. Yeah. Uh, you know, some flans you can get are kind of spongy and too liquidy. This flan, uh, he has a certain technique in the way they prepare it. Yeah, it is just—it's like eating silk. It's just so smooth. Mm. I could. I could eat an entire one by myself. Right. I love fun. Uh, yes. And it's so, so, so good. <laughs> uh, the other one I'll just say real quick is probably pizza. Honestly, oh, I, yeah. I could eat pizza every day. There is, it's actually dangerous. Our favorite pizza place <laughs> in the whole city of LA is walking distance from our house. <gasps> oh. um, so it's dangerous, but uh, it's also at the bottom of a big hill. So we have to walk <laughs> a mile to get there and it's a mile uphill to get back. So we feel like somewhat justified. You know, we're sort of working off part of it. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, it's a little dangerous. It's though. dangerous. Are there any foods? Um, this will be the last one on the question, the the rapid fire questions. Um, are there any foods that you can't or won't eat? Well, actually, you besides besides meat. It, it for me, it used to be an easy answer, blue cheese. But as of the last few months, mm -hmm. I've been introducing it into my life, and he's happy because he loves it. <laughs> so because our tastes are so similar, mm -hmm. we we enjoy a lot of the, uh, the we same. We agree things. on pretty much everything. But blue cheese was one thing that you used to love, and I just I, it took me so long. I've converted him to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> one thing that I would that makes me very happy. Able to say. Um, I mean, obviously the vegetarian thing, but within that, I think there's actually very few things that we don't eat. It's more like if they're not prepared well. If okay. so, uh, yeah. so one thing for me would be. Uh, poorly prepared eggplant mm -hmm. um if you like sometimes eggplant can be like rubbery mushy. And chewy and sort of yeah mushy or like spongy that's really gross to me i, right. I cannot stand that it's like i will almost spit out food at that point <laughs> if it's that bad. but like really well prepared eggplant like an indian cuisine that's really soft or um like a really good eggplant parmesan if it's really thin and really tender mm -hmm. can be amazing. So right. it's, 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 I love eggplant if it's done right. Gotcha. Okay. Coleslaw. I don't think I've ever oh, yeah. had a coleslaw that I've liked. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's true. I, don't I love, I love like, coleslaw. Really, I love coleslaw. Yeah. I love really fresh, bright coleslaw, mm -hmm. but when it's like really gloppy and goopy and too much mayonnaise, too that's not my favorite. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I think I'm, I wondered about that. People who are so, you know, dedicating so much time and energy to food and recipes and cooking if you had things that you just don't eat. 
think my taste have definitely changed over the years. Even when I first met him, I don't think I really loved mushrooms. That's right. Or mm. olives, I think, when I first yeah. met you. But over the years, I've sort of grown and my <laughs> changed. And now, I, yeah, I don't think there's anything that I can like emphatically say I will not eat mm-hmm. X. Except for like meat. Right, right. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, for sure. But within that, yeah, I think I'm pretty open. We both are, I think. I think they say our taste buds change. Something like it's either every six years or six times throughout our lives. I can't remember which it is, but something I've like heard that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. should get that fact a little straight, shouldn't I? <laughs> but something like that. <laughs> no, that's well, I've also heard too that that it takes like either three or four or there's like a certain number of times you have to try something new before yes. you can really sort of appreciate it and grow to like it. Right. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's an unusual cheese or unusual ingredient. Um that can, you know, it can take a little time, but if you keep mm-hmm. trying it, especially in trying it in different sort of preparations with different spices, like you can discover a love for something. Right, right. All right. So we want to make sure that everybody can find you and watch your uh, live Instagram. So where can people find you and see Husbands That Cook? Yeah. So our blog is husbandsthatcook.com. And on Instagram, we are just Husbands That Cook. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. If you just search for Husbands That Cook. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, but definitely our biggest platform uh, for social media is definitely Instagram because okay. it's so visual um, and because we do the lives there. Um, but yeah, come and say hello. Absolutely. You know, I'll be out there you know, saying, hey, hi from Wisconsin. Hi from Madison. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Well, this has been so much fun having having a talk with you. I really want to thank you both for your time. And I'm so excited about what you're bringing to the world. It's just, like I said at the beginning, just joy. Oh, thank you so much for having us. This has been super fun for us, too. Yes, thank you so much. All right, well, good luck with everything. Take care. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Bye. bye. I told you it was going to be so fun. I told you, I told you. And I mean, I can't wait for the cookbook. And be sure to check out their Instagram uh, at noon, well, noon central time to, I think, 2 o'clock West Pacific time on Saturdays because it is really fun and they show some amazingly tasty things that I tend to learn from every time. Can't wait for the cookbook. Can't wait to meet them. I'm going to be chasing them down in LA when I'm there uh, shortly and hopefully they're not traveling because there's a lot of that going on. But I guess it goes to show that if we just keep following the things we love, the world keeps opening up those, you know, more opportunities again and again and again. And um, their energy and what they're creating and their sincerity and authenticity is just ah, so inspiring. So go cook, everyone. Have something good today. Take care. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.